The Hurling Pod on OTB Sports. I look at the way people celebrate. I look at the way Limerick celebrates a monster, right? To, to go, we actually want to win the next you know, Or the treatment is just another game, another stepping stone. That's, that's a question I have. Subscribe to the GA podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. Well, Vinny, there's only one place we can start tonight after that Ukraine won, Ireland won draw in the Nations League, and that's the goal scored by Nathan Collins, a centre-back dribbling from the edge of a centre circle and beating two men. A little bit of luck maybe with the ball off his knee, but then to show that composure to put the ball into the net, we don't usually see that kind of thing from Irish centre-backs, do we? No, it was a really brilliant goal and it just shows you that the modern young centre-half coming through the system has got uh, good ability with the ball at his feet, but it was so brave. It was The Irish team, we spoke about during the game, but the, the centre-halves were so willing to step in to midfield and put Ukraine under pressure and Nathan Collins done that, won the ball back and obviously dribbled past two players and the little touch off his shin, as I would call it, was brilliant. And But then, to, to be honest with you, to show the composure from 12, 13 yards outside foot with his right foot outside of the boot and it was a perfect little neat finish as well and normally the normal person um, who does that would or got, was lucky enough to get in that position balloons them over the bar so no really brilliant play and delighted I think that that goal will be well celebrated down in um, uh, the lawns and Cherry Orchard tonight they normally in the clubhouse have the Irish games on for the kids after training so for Nathan spent you know 70 he left at 16 and a half that club and a brilliant moment for for as I said the Collins family who are steeped in Irish football history and big big moment for him and something for his career he can build on just to stay with Collins before we go into the match any further um, and we're not being reactionary because of tonight's goal and his performance all round which was excellent again but I said to you at half time during the game it was the same with Burnley in the closing stage of the Premier League season he was popping up in the box right place at the right time every time blocking shots it was the same for Ireland over the last mm. three matches as well, four matches, I should say. That doesn't happen by chance. That's not fluke. That's the sign of a really good defender who reads the game really well. And that's the the main ingredient you have to have as a centre-half. But then he's got so much more. He can score. He can dribble the ball. He can pass the ball. He can take it forward. Would it be fair to say that if he stays with Burnley this season, it might be a season wasted in the Championship that he really should be looking at getting a move to a Premier League club. We know that he's been linked yeah. with Leeds and Newcastle. Yeah, look, I think he um, he's all the abilities. We know he plays right back as well at different stages for his club. So he's obviously a really good footballer, um, someone who's comfortable on the ball and uh, and a football and footballer. So he obviously has that. We've seen that with the goal, obviously. But... Look, we we, we got to be careful a little bit as well. We wouldn't like him to go to a Newcastle and just be part of a 25-man squad. I think at this stage, he could do with playing. The mm. championship's an extremely high level. And I think here in Ireland, we judge how many players we got in the Premier League. And I think, well, that was very important to us back in the day. I think world football, the way it's developed, the Premier League is such the higher echelon of war football it will be difficult to have lots of players there so I, I'd be comfortable if Nathan Collins was playing championship football but the real leader of Burnley the one the centre half that they relied on because it looks like they lose two big Ben Mee and, and Tarkovsky, Tarkovsky yeah. look like they're off so he's an opportunity to grow into that position and play regularly there and, and be the leader and that may more, have more benefits than if he went to Newcastle as one of four centre-halves, for argument's sake, or, or, or elsewhere. So, look, um, 
by the way I'd well, uh, it'd be great for him if he got mm. a, a move as well to the Premiership so I don't think there's any panic on that I think we overanalyzed that a little bit uh, Championship good club I think a good season under his belt and build on his, his former this year would be more than enough for him as I said I, I think he's really really developing well we should give credit as well to his centre-back partners tonight, Daryl Lennon making his competitive debut and Daryl Shea coming back for his first competitive start after that fractured ankle which everybody thought it might take him a long time to come back from. Steve Bruce I think admitted for West Brom this season he probably brought him back a little bit too soon but he finished off the season strongly. Daryl Lennon has been praised very highly by his manager Tony Mowbray at Blackburn. He had a great competitive debut as well. Yeah, look, I, I think... Personally, you know, I felt that Darrell O'Shea was ahead of them all in terms of his development. But um, fair play to uh, Collins, he's, he certainly put that cat amongst the pigeon, which is great. Mm. But um, Darrell Lennon, brilliant tonight. Um, looks like he, there's a lot of talk he's on his way to Middlesbrough as well. Mm. They're looking to get back into the Premiership and really have a go this year. So that's good. But look, I, I thought Darrell was a little bit rusty at the start, but as he grew into the game, I thought really, really good. Look, if that was a young Italian side with three centre-halves, you'd say, geez, the Italians have just produced three more centre-halves. Mm. That's how good they, they were tonight. Albeit Ukraine weren't brilliant on the night and they didn't put them under you know, real sustained bouts of pressure. But Ireland defended brilliantly as a back three and I have to say that's, that, that was an outstanding performance from three young players. We know Dara's a little bit older because it's taken him a while. But, um, and the key to what they've done is it's fair to say Duffy and Egan weren't brilliant in the first two games in this window now they're under pressure mm. because we've got real stars pushing them and that's what we want and that's ultimately how you make teams better young players coming through and, and putting the more senior players under pressure yeah and of course I'm Obama Yelly who we mentioned before the game as well still to come back but the other thing as well about the lads their defending was obviously the key part of their game but also their passing tonight and you mentioned the commentary as well Darrow Shea on the left hand side right footed player but some of the passes he was hitting which were awkward for him because he was on the wrong side yeah. were just incredible yeah, and, and that when you play on the left side of any team as a right foot player, it, it, it can help you to step back inside to the pitch. Mm. But he stepped inside on a couple of diags, and there was a great, a great ball out to um, uh, Alan Brown, and who laid it into Jeff Hendrick, and really good play from Ireland, and uh, it came from that. And but some of our forward passes were really good. People will say, "Are oh, they long balls?" And no, they were long forward passes we made up to Scott Hogan, up to Troy Parton. Um, the distribution, I would say, of our back three and the goalkeeper improved tonight. Because even in Scotland game, I don't think we were we gave them a couple of chances, but just being a little bit uh, careless, our distribution was was probably foot perfect. We mixed it up, went short when it was on into Josh Cullen, but also uh, kept the Ukrainians guessing by gone long at different stages and look for young players to read that in the middle of a game I mean that's priceless and to be put under pressure conceding a minute and a half into the second half they weren't really flustered by those three mm. young players and I, I just felt it was it was as good as it gets from an Irish point of view from those centre halves I suppose briefly just to look at the, the midfield and well, we had the wing backs and James McLean Alan Brown McLean worked his socks off perhaps didn't see as much of the ball as Brown did on his side he played really well tonight Alan Brown perhaps not getting the, the plaudits he deserves when he does put on a, a green or an orange shirt as it was tonight yeah. and again the midfield three 
pretty good. I know you were saying about Josh Cullen, a little bit like Zinchenko for Ukraine, a lot of misplaced passes tonight, but maybe perhaps uh, the, the exertions of the last uh, couple of weeks really got to him tonight. Yeah, just being overcritical because if that position is such a kingmaker, you know, if, if, if Josh Cullen can add a little couple of uh, balls to his play like very seldom you see John Josh Cullen you know switching the play with a 40 yard pass or everything has to be shorter into people and it's good and very good at it but I think the combination of the three of them has worked really well in those two games and we, we talk about systems a lot and, and we bore people but you know 2A to 6 all of that stuff but the balance of of you know sort of your 6 with your 8 being Malumbi to the right of it mm. and Knight to the left of it sort of playing in a 10 and the work rate of them and Knight joining in the front means again that midfield three is so young Josh Cullen is the oldest of them around 25 but when you look at Knight and Malumbi um, 20, 21, 22 mm. my God um, look we've an opportunity the future could be bright and when you look at some you know the age profile of that team tonight I think that's been the shot in the arm that Stephen needed after a difficult two games. The the young players have come in and really dragged this team uh, up a level. Troy Parrott will probably be kicking himself over that header that he had the opportunity to score uh, before we got our first goal. But um, all around, you were very impressed with Troy Parrott's play. What was it that, that stood out about him, do you think, tonight? Yeah, so obviously when you watch him live um, in those last two games, he he mixes his game up quite well he'll come in short and link up to play and he's got a lovely touch and at times he's a street footballer growing up in inner city Dublin he knows how to dribble a ball over the cobblestones no problem to him Um, and probably around a few bins and back as well so he's got good ability with the ball at his feet but also he knows to mix it up and run in behind and we've seen that obviously with his goal against Scotland but we've also seen a couple of times tonight where and, and what that does is even if you don't get the ball it pins um, Ukraine centre half back another five yards because they're worried about Troy going in behind which creates more space for the likes of Knight in there so I think his game awareness his intelligence has really improved I think he's I think um, you know personally I think the penny has dropped and he's really sensing uh, this is a real opportunity now for a kick on in his career and again look what we got to do with the likes of Troy is all the talk was Troy Pard was, was the saviour or his football three, two three years ago just got to be patient with these yeah. these young lads 22 but I, I just think there's a real hell of a good footballer there for us and um, staying fit and, and continue to improve his game you could see a mainstay in this Irish team for us and, and you would see goals in Troy as well yeah he turns 21 in January next year and he has said already on the record that he fancies maybe another loan next season he said he, he might go on the pre-season tour with Tottenham down to Korea uh, which wouldn't be such a bad thing but you know that's a lad talking common sense really he's not kind of thinking right let's go in and try and compete with Son and Kane and the other great attacking yeah. Kulisevsky the attacking talent that Tottenham have under Conte he's just thinking right let's get another season in the lower leagues maybe under my belt and then when he comes back then we're looking at an older pairing of, of Son and Kane and perhaps then that's Parrot's chance to really make, an, make a mark yeah so again it's typical of uh, where we are as a, as a nation we're like Tottenham Hotspur have 
two of the top maybe 10 strikers in the world in Kane and Song and he's trying to break into that so we have to be patient we have to mm. understand that we may not get a try may not break into that Tottenham side because he may not have have the time to wait four or five years for them to dip if it's going to take that long to, for them to so look it's not about the, the, the barometer isn't does Troy Pard become a Spurs regular it's can he become uh, a regular at a really high level whether that's top end championship or a premiership player I think there's a premiership player in waiting in them it will take time um, and then you know it, it's down to the lap of gods if he can have well, look some at, good look at Harry Kane Harry Kane himself had to go out on loan and sit in the bench when he went alone, yeah, similar to yeah. Troy Parrott and that's often what happens and I, I, I see people quite often when players come alone to them and even League of Ireland clubs a, a guy comes alone and they say oh he, he'll never make it etc it's never easy to go on loan the manager uh, and, and the club um take a lone player in to fill a hole for something else so it's never ideal but look I think uh, Troy definitely you can see that maturity yeah. in his game and off the field as well um, really coming to the fore and uh, I know I know a good few people who know him really well and, and they tell me he's a great guy as well so um, I think I think he I think he'll, he he will make the right decision in time and hopefully somebody in the top end of the championship takes a chance on him and, and mm. then that helps his career kick on yeah, and I suppose a lot of the players that play tonight at the start of this campaign, this series of four matches, some of the players might have been in the reckoning or maybe in the at the forward, or the you know, the, in the front of our minds uh, coming into the series of matches. But now they are, so you think that there are players that Stephen Kenny hasn't been able to use tonight or against Scotland. So he really has seemed to he is building depth there, as yourself and Joe mentioned on the radio earlier on this evening, and. I suppose when you think about the mood of everybody after those first couple of games, understandably, was very pessimistic. But Ireland come out of these uh, four matches now feeling a little bit more hopeful, maybe going to the matches in September. Yeah, look, we we have a great debate in Irish football at the moment, and it's either I I I, I don't know how many people are in the middle, but it's either pro Stephen Kenny or or it's anti- like everything nowadays, Vinny. Yeah. Everything is so polarized. So you can't be in the middle. What <laughs> I've learned this week is is patience is the key with this group. Mm. Okay, and. You know, I, I, I was on uh, with JD after the Armenia game and I was very critical of that performance, very critical of the shape of the team. Mm. Uh, I thought we looked tired and I, I, I felt we lacked real intensity and pace. And I felt against teams like that, we need to change the shape. But actually, um, by hook or by crook, we've brought in these young players who've given a real enthusiastic um, element to this team Tigerish performances combative in midfield and that's always what we were built on yes we had the brilliance of Duff Keane um, you know really O'Shea centre half or whatever the case may be but we always were competitive and we always left everything on the, on the line so we can't get away from that bad performances against Armenia and they have to disappear from this group as much as possible but we've got to be patient and that's where I learned the lesson to say um, and people will say, oh, well, he's speaking up for his own mate, Stephen Kenny. Um, yes, I am, because what's coming true? The age profile of this team, Omar Bamadele, 19, mm. you know, Nathan Collins, 21, uh, Darrow Shea, 23. Mm. I mean, Pirates, 20. Pirates, 20. Yeah. Uh, Obafemi's 21. Yeah. Jason um, Malumbi is another man, 21. Jason 22. Knight, 21. Yeah. So, We've got a re- Will Smallbone hasn't been near the squad, but if he can kick on, he I've watched the twenty ones and he's been 
really the standout player but there's other players in there really bubbling underneath so um, we've got to be patient we've got to give this manager time we've got to be critical if they fe- if we feel they get it wrong which yeah. I was last week um, and I didn't enjoy doing that and it still hurts me a little bit that I, I was probably a little bit harsh but I've learned the big lessons patience is the key with this mm. group you look at Troy Parrott perfect example he'll have dips and in his forms he'll have highs and lows and that's what happens with young mm. players there is the odd exceptions where they become world class but by and large most most players find their way to the top and look the, you, you could argue the average of our starting 11 we could get it as low as 21 if we wanted and we'd have a lot of players with caps but if we can get to a European Championships next in the next campaign, well, then we could do what Wales done, and because of the the, the strength and depth there, albeit they had a guard bail to get big moments for them, but we could qualify for a couple of tournaments on a run because you see a lot of teams at, at these championships, and the average age is probably closer to 28 than 22, and their average age is closer to 22 at the moment. So it's been a brilliant two games for the manager and the staff, and they've answered a lot of critics. Mm-hmm. I could see Stephen Kenny was hurt. I could see it in him. I think he was hurt by the criticism of the first two games. And um, the staff and the players have really responded well. Tacti- tactically tonight, we were exceptional, and you must give the, the, the coaching staff all the credit for that. When we didn't have the ball, we were tactically sound. The odd little moments you're going to get that with young players we were really good tonight so look we've got to learn from that and, and build um, continue to build yes have the debate and half are right and half are wrong but look I feel like we're halfway to something or halfway to nothing and I'd rather be positive and say we're on the right track under this manager may not be a bail in the team we certainly got a bail-esque finish from uh, Collins tonight uh, that's great Vinny thanks very much for thank that. you